This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're tuned to Radio Hawke's Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM, streaming across the globe at www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. This is a program called Instant Zone. It's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Edmund Otis. How are you going, Edmund? Ken, I'm great. Really nice to see you. Happy to be here. Can you believe here we are, 2023, oh. nearly half a month gone already. That's right. We're off and running. Everything is going to be, everything's going to be perfect this year. <laughs> he said with his fingers crossed. Something. <laughs> Now, today we're here to talk about the best way to set and achieve goals. That sounds a bit to me like New Year's resolutions. Absolutely. And that's that's why we thought about this. And um, it's funny, you know, and that whole thing about New Year's resolutions, everybody does that, turns out to actually be true. Yeah. Uh, people decide, which is a good thing, you know, beginning of the year, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to be the person I want to be. I'm going to make these changes. I'm going to get healthier. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know the statistics, but most... Um, you know, health gyms and uh, that kind of thing, they have incredible increase in membership in the month of January, December yeah. and January. Whether all those people show up yes. is a whole different thing. They have but, a tremendous drop-off in February. Yeah, but people are optimistic, yes, right? Yeah. And uh, they have hopes and they have goals. And so there's a lot of theories out there. A lot of them are good. Um, I don't know if what I'm going to talk about is the best for everybody, but it's the... Uh, method I use with my clients that seems to work pretty well. Yeah. And I suppose you hit on the nail on the head, hope. It's all about hope, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's about optimism, yes. I hope. Yes. Um, uh, sometimes it's about pessimism. Um, some people, a lot of it is how you talk to yourself. Some people say, uh, I'm going to do this, but I never will. You know, and a lot of it depends on how you define it. Yeah. You know, right. if, you, if you set a goal to remind you that you're not able to achieve your goals, well, that's where you are. Yeah. And maybe that's your goal. Maybe your goal is to reinforce the fact yeah. that you can't, you know, lose weight. You're not going to change your job. You're not going to get a new girlfriend. But a lot of people, you know, they genuinely want think, look at themselves and they go, well, you know, I'd like things to be a little bit different. Now, you're a go-getter sort of guy. And I wonder, and we were just talking about your son before we came to air, who's a successful chef running a successful business. Um, I wonder, did he go out of his way to do that or... I'm not saying was it more good luck than good manners yeah. because he comes from great stock. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the old nurture nature thing. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's my genes that have helped yeah. him do that. I don't, I don't believe that. Um, but although that's part of it. I mean, you know, you, it's hard to distinguish what causes stuff. I mean, a lot of it is we were just talking before. One of the things we see is, and again, so much of my practice and who I work with are athletes, um, the ability to work hard. Guarantees yes. a tremendous amount of good luck, yeah. and that's an old saying. I forget what sure. the saying is, but you know, um, if if you're able to work hard, you push hard, you you get better luck than yeah. people who don't. Well, that, that's just a reality. Although you can work hard and get nowhere, absolutely up the ch- up, up the ladder. If you know absolutely. what I mean, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So again, you know, the goals, the outcomes are important. Um, you know, he's he's a chef and an artist, and his his focus when he started his business wasn't to you know make a lot of money. Although I hope he is, yes, uh, was to put out the best product he could. Yeah. He has a specialty. Um, I might as well do a pitch. If any of you sure. are in Wellington, please go to one of the trendy cafes there. They're fabulous. And buy some porno donuts. Yeah. That's my advertisement. But his goal is to put out the absolute best product he can. He takes a lot of pride and pleasure in that. He has a great staff. And with that, he, he's getting a good feedback and a good, good positive outcome. Yeah. So when did he set those goals? I mean, setting goals, at what stage in your life is it a good idea to set goals to actually, you know, literally get something to come from them? 
Well, it, you know, it depends. And this is one of the things, um, you know, I was hoping we'd talk about. There's different kinds of goals. I find, and again, there's differences, you yeah. know, and somebody may call and go, well, that doesn't make sense. I do that. But I find that it's harder and more ambiguous, but in a weird way, easier if you set what they call an outcome goal. Mm-hmm. As opposed if you set what they call a performance goal. You know, if you want to, you know, be have a successful restaurant, that's, that's challenging. That's important. Yeah. But it's almost easier if you want to be an outstanding chef. Yes. If your goal is to change yourself into the kind of person that will get the outcomes that you want, that seems to work a little bit better. Do you find that people who set goals almost set themselves up to fail? You know, I mean, if you set a goal, for instance, to use your example, to say, I want to be an outstanding chef. And I would imagine that there are very few outstanding chefs. Well, a lot of it depends on how you define outstanding. But yes, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, but there's, there's really no option for that. I, I don't believe you're setting yourself up to fail. Um, you know, when I work with athletes, I remember real clearly um, I was working with about three years ago. Um, a motocross rider, a 13-year-old boy, motocross, brilliant, 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 international. And he um, was just seeing some success, and his parents came to see me. And his goal was to be world champion. Yeah. And I remember his mom goes, oh, he's always saying that. I go, that's fabulous. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We, so your goal is to be world champion. Yeah. What is the first thing you need to do on your way to be world champion? What do you need to do? He goes, I need to win that race next week and have luck north. Yeah, that's brilliant. If you just sit there and go, I want to be world champion, I'm not. But if you can have any goal you want. But one of the things we see about successful goal setting is setting realistic steps. You know, we've talked about this yeah. before. You know, it's triangulation. You know, your your um, the map on your on your phone does the same thing. When we used to use old maps, it does the same thing. You decide, you know, I want to go. We're in yep. uh, Havelock North, or we're in Hastings, or we're in Napier, and we want to go to Auckland. I want to go, but I don't know. If I get a map out or if I look at my phone, what it tells you is what's the first thing you need to do. Mm. People who are good at goal setting are good at setting a goal and then figuring out literally what is the first thing they need to do. And then they do that. Yeah. As a percentage of our society or even the people that come through you, although I often say it, that the people who come through you do, I think they're halfway there. Yes. Know, they are the type of people who are going to set goals. The average person probably does have dreams. They sit there. In their seat, watching their TV, sucking up on their uh, glass of orange juice, and I say, "Oh, I wish I was this," and that's where it ends. Yes. Why is that? They're 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 fine with that, or they don't have you know the perspective, and they don't do what we're talking about here. You know, one of the things you could look at is you could set an outcome goal, but again, I I can't emphasize enough. I think the goal should be you know the type of person you want to be, but then that's where people stop. Yeah. You know, I wish I was nicer. Yeah. So what turns you from... Wait, wait, wait. But let yeah. me just finish. I wish I was nicer. That's fine. But the question is, if I was nicer, what would I do? Then doing that creates a, a success loop. Talk us then to the process, through the process of from being a dreamer to being a doer. Sure. Um, the, the method I use, I'm not even sure, at some, some point I'll come up with a name for it, is I, I you know, they, they used to talk about, and I'm sure they do, and you've done some research... This whole thing about visualization, mm. you know, you if you want to if you want a new car, you visualize yourself yeah. in a new car, or if you want a better job, you visualize, or if you want to, you know, be in better shape, better better physical condition, healthier, you visualize that. That's fine, and, and I think that's a good thing. 
But what I work on, and we see this in sport a lot, is if you visualize the type of person and what you need to do to be that type of of to have that kind of success. So I've been working with some athletes lately and a couple of them I think about, you know, they're brilliant skills, but you know, he, he will come to you and he will say, I just, everybody tells me this, you know, I just need to be more aggressive. You know, I have good skills, good, good ball handling. You know, I, I have, you know, good game perception. I understand this. I'm just not aggressive enough. And so you could work a lot, you know, on old school Freudian psychology. Why aren't you aggressive enough? What does that mean? I don't care about any of that. The question we ask, okay, that's fine. If you were a more aggressive player, what would you do? He knows. I would do this and this and this. Okay. This game, let's do that. Yeah. That seems to work. Yeah. You know, I wish I had more friends. Okay. If you had more friends, how would you describe yourself? Well, you know, I'd be friendlier, I guess. Yeah. Okay. If you were friendlier, what would you do? Well, no, no. Literally, what would you do? Well, I might go say hi to the new person who just joined our staff. The goal of being of doing the things you need to do seems to work, but it's yeah. hard to get our head around it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So we decide that we want to be more friendly or whatever. And uh, the next step along the line uh, when doing my research was write it down. Write it down and tell someone. Why would we write it down and why would we tell someone? Well, I like that. I like that. Um, when you write it down, I mean, it's, it's real, real interesting. And there are a couple of reasons why you write it down. For example, nowadays, you know, in academics, you know, we, we know I teach um, at EIT in academics, there's a talk whether we need to take tests, whether we need to do essays and stuff. But one of the things that's interesting is when we talk about something, that uses one part of our brain. When we write it down, that actually engages more parts of our brain. So there's almost more of a buy-in. Mm. Also, the theory is if you write it down, you see concrete evidence of the goal. You know, I want this, and there it is. Or we used to say, you know, get a picture and put it up on your refrigerator. Uh, Then, when we say we're going to share it with somebody else, you don't want to keep it a secret. There's no secrets. You want to tell everybody, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm working towards. But that doesn't work for everybody. Some people don't like that. So, um, that makes you more accountable then, doesn't it, when you tell people? Yep. It makes you more accountable, and it makes you more committed. And if you tell the right people... It gives you more support. And that's, that's important. Okay, you want to tell yeah, the people right. who are on your yes. side. Yes, indeed. <laughs> because sometimes that doesn't work. No, because uh, if you don't do it, you, you could be thinking along the line that you, they're going to think I'm a failure. Does, well, that, does that encourage you to pursue it more? For some people it does. Yeah. You know, um, and again, everybody's different. I mean, you know, we, you started, uh, we started talking this morning about the thing is that nature nurture. Yes. You know, so a lot of people say that, you know, your environment affects how you live your life. You know, where you were born, how you were raised. And that's absolutely true. We see some definite. However, okay, everybody who's raised in a challenging environment does not turn out having a bad life. No, but a lot every, of them do. And it, a lot of them do. Yeah. But everybody doesn't. Yeah. Okay, you know, um, all the people listening, you, perhaps me, uh, I'm an only child, hard to believe. But, you know, if you have a brother, <laughs> if you have brothers or sisters, if you look at your family, same upbringing, same family, same, some people make totally different choices, even though they come out of the same environment. Yes, they do. And why is that? If it's nature, nurture, if we believe in the, uh, the nurture, why is that? Because what we, what we are exposed to affects us, but it's often hard to predict how it's going to affect us. Mm. Two people exposed to the same things, same situation, the same, you know, challenging parent. 
Some people, one brother may say, oh, I'm no good. The other brother may say, you know what? I don't think that's right. I can do this. I'm going to show you. Mm. It's hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say. Um, an important step along the way is breaking your goal down. So, you know, I might say, look, I want to be the, uh, the next world chess champion. Yes. Well, that's hardly likely to happen. But um, how would we break that goal down? Well, it's kind of like we talked about earlier. Okay, if, if my goal is to be the next world chess champion... What would be something I need to do that gets me a little bit closer to that? Well, maybe I need to take some lessons. Or maybe I need to play in the tournament that's coming up in Havelock North. Or maybe I need to go to this course. Or maybe I need to read this book. You break it down into steps and little steps that get you closer. If we want to go from here to Hastings, if we want to go from here to Auckland, we know the first, if I ask you, how do I get to Auckland? Well, you know, you yeah. tell me, you go to the corner and turn left. Yeah. That's a little step, but that's yeah. important because I'm not going to get there unless I go to the corner and turn left. Yeah. It's all about that first step, isn't it? It's Absolutely. always the worst step, the first step. Well, yeah. And then once you have that first step, the next thing you need to do is your first step. Yeah. But again, visualizing what seems to work is visualizing. Here's another way of looking at it. If you had achieved that goal, what would you be doing? Yeah. Visualize, and then visualizing what you would be doing. I wonder, uh, we talked about uh, telling someone about our goal just to sort of give but us the a right bit more. the right person. Yeah, they'll tell the right person. Yeah. <laughs> because it's amazing how many negative people surround you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they'll think of, you might give 10 good reasons to do it, and they'll think of one reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. And that, that negates the 10 good reasons. And many people are affected yeah. by this. Yeah, yeah, I won't bother. Yeah, if you're, if you're 13 years old and you have a 15-year-old brother, unless you're really careful, I'd be really careful about telling them your goal, <laughs> yeah. at least for a while. <laughs> What about brainstorming our ideas? Yeah. I mean, in, in a sense, that, you know, that's what I do. That's what uh, we're doing. You know? you know, one of the questions to be is, is the goal you think you want actually what you want to change? Yeah. Some people you know, set goals or think they have goals based on what other people have told them. Well, you know, maybe what that actually means is your goal is to start thinking for yourself. A lot of people set goals. Oh, you know, we, we see this all the time. You know, you see uh, parents who love their children more than anything. The children has a certain aptitude, and they push them and push them and push them to do one kind of study. Turns out when they're 40, they, they're not interested in that. You know, they wish they hadn't done that. But that's okay, and there's nothing wrong with the parent doing that. No, of course. But once we become adults, one of the things, you know, maybe the goal is first figuring out what you would actually like to be doing. Yeah. I want to, um, I think probably a couple of years ago, we might have even spoken about this, but um, reality TV, and uh, I think the program was called The Biggest Loser, you might remember, where uh, grossly yeah. obese people uh, went into these boot camps and they came out sometimes literally half the size. Yes. But when they revisited some of those people, they were perhaps even bigger than yes. when they started out. What happens to the psyche of that person or in that person? Or it might be me, you know, whatever I want to do, I might want to be a champion runner and I can't even walk now because I'm too lazy. Where do I lose um, perspective on the whole thing? Because here I am, I was humongous, then I wasn't, looked great, and I'm gone back to where I am. What you happens know, there? You know, we see, we see all kinds of examples of that. You know, you could see it with weight and health. Yep. Uh, you can see it with drugs. You can see it with cigarettes. You can see it with alcohol. You can see it with hanging out with the wrong friends, you know, bad boyfriend, bad girlfriend. Sure. You know, a lot of it is, and this gets into more like a, a bit more subtle psychology, you know, my feeling is a lot of it is it has to do with how you see yourself. Mm. You know, if you if your identity tells you that you know I can't stop drinking, every time you stop drinking, it's a chance 
for you to prove yourself right. Sure. Uh, so that be- that becomes challenging. But these people but, went into that exercise yeah. thinking that that's what they wanted to do. They yes. wanted to look better, feel better, and they did. They looked great, and you know, all kudos to them. Yes, I think it's fabulous. But my thought is also they went into it thinking I want to be on TV. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe they did it too fast. Maybe their goal is to be on TV. Maybe they got, you know, and again, it, you know, maybe they, they got too much reinforcement for being big and losing weight. Mm. You know, once they lost the weight or once, you know, you stop drinking too much, maybe people stop paying attention to you. Yeah, maybe course. you don't get that reinforcement. Yeah, There's point. what's called a secondary gain. Mm. You know, this is almost a different subject, you know, and the secondary gain is why do we do the things that we know are bad for us? Yeah. There's a whole school of study behind that. How often should we reflect on our goal setting? So we set this goal, and there might be whatever. Um, so along the way, do we just keep going, or do we take a step back and say, let's, let's reassess where we're going? You know, I, I think if you're happy with what you're doing, uh, if you decide the fact that you know, you're the kind of person who's really going to work hard at this, and if you're immer- immersed in the activity you're doing, you're reassessing every day. You know, every day I wake up and go to the gym, I basically reassess. You know, I'd like <laughs> yes, to be reasonably healthy. I'd like to be reasonably fit. Yes. So, I, you know, I have a schedule for myself. I, I go work out and I do my karate stuff. Um, but, you know, if it's been two months since I've been there, I need to reassess. Yeah. And then what do you do? Start uh, from the beginning. Well, I, I never let it go two months. No, again, no you again. wouldn't. I know. <laughs> Just pretend you're me. What would you do? <laughs> well, again, you know, if I was working out, if I was that kind of person, what would I be doing? Mm. Then they do that. You go back to the, you get in the car and you go to the gym. You don't make it a big deal. Yeah. It, it's that, it's that projective identity. You know, if I had, if I had achieved that goal already, what would I be doing? Then we do that. Yeah. You know, if I was, as I said earlier, if I was a more aggressive basketball player, what would I do? Yeah. I'd go after the ball more. Then you do that. It, 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 again, it's that thing, and I was waiting for you to say, you know. Yeah, it's easier said than done, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's easy, but I admit, it's not simple. <laughs> I mean, um, I just wonder that, not that I want to bring the, the whole thing down, but I would suggest that most people do want to set goals. Yes. They do want to be a better person. Yes. But they don't have the sort of motivation that people like you have got, like your son has got. And for whatever reason, they don't have it, and they start off with a hiss and a roar, and then before you know it, they're not doing it. Yes. And that's I think, is a fact of life, and probably most of the people that you associate with, you might be different, but you might just hang out with the go-getters. No, 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 not at all. I mean, but you, if you look at it, I mean, that's why, you know, you know, at an elite level, athletes have coaches. That's yeah. why one of the greatest values, I mean, if you want to be fit, what's happened in the last, last 20 years, if you go to gym, almost everybody who goes in has fit the, the gym you know, the fitness center will assign you a coach. Mm. The main thing that coach is to give you some positive feedback. And, and it's the thing you said earlier, you know, write it down. That's a commitment to yourself. Talk to somebody else. Yeah. You know, if I have to meet somebody who isn't me Thursday at 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm more likely to go there than if I say to myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to work out sometime this week. Yeah. You know, so using all the tools possible. It isn't so much about, you know, having this hard and fast, you know, self-control. But setting things up that allow you to be successful, that external feedback is really important. Yeah, I know. It's having that motivation. I've been watching ads on TV the last few nights, and I've got this cute little row machine. Yeah. And uh, it looks great. You know, it gives you the cardio workout of uh, eight other machines, apparently. Yeah. And I thought uh, part of the advertising blurb was, 
it's only 14 minutes a day. And the, the lady who's selling it, she said, who hasn't got 14 minutes a day? And she is so right. Yes. But I mean, I imagine if I went and bought one of those row machines for the first week, I'd be doing those 14 minutes a day. <laughs> Next thing, it'd be under my bed. So, Well, maybe you don't actually want to do it. Maybe your goal is to be able to have something to talk about why you're not as good a shape as you want to be. But that's the problem, isn't it? That the motivation... You have to keep that motivation yes. going. And for even writing it down, I mean, I'm holding my pad in my hand at the moment. I'm going to turn it upside down. All Now I'm absolved from the writing. However, however on the other hand, once what we, one of the things we do know is that once we have some success, it's easier to continue. Yes, indeed. Right? We know that once we develop some satisfaction, it's easier to continue. Once we've made that first step, you know... Um, I work with people all the time, you know, who aren't just happy, aren't happy with their jobs. Yeah. You know, once you make that first commitment, you know, to apply for something else, for look for something else, it tends to help you. You know, um, what is bodies in motion, stay in motion, bodies at rest, stay at rest. I mean, that's true emotionally and intellectually and, and cognitively. If you're in motion, you're more likely to do that. It's like you, 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 you do things all through the day. Mm. Okay. But if you don't do that, and you get used to just sitting there and obsessing, that becomes challenging. Yeah, Which, again, why some kind of external uh, yeah. motivation helps. The last thing I wrote down, and, uh, it's, and I believe it to be 100% true, is that you need to celebrate your successes along the way. Absolutely. Even little bits. You know, think, yes. Look at what I just did. Yes, yes. We've talked about I mean, I believe that entirely. You know, and um, there's a whole thing in sport and other studies. They use it in the military a lot. It's about self-talk. You know, and basically that's the information you give to yourself. And we've talked about this before. And self-talk is, is, is crucially important. You know, walking out of somewhere and going, good job. Mm. To me, that's a little yeah. celebration. You know, um, and you'd be surprised. Perhaps you wouldn't. Everybody talks to themselves. Yeah. Everybody. Some people are very negative. And it, I don't care about personality. I think we need to change that. You know, if you've done something well, tell yourself, good job. You know, we, we joke about this all the time. I wake up in the morning on, when I shave, I shave, I look at myself. I used to do this with groups I teach. I go, yay me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I have to tell you, it is impossible. And I do this with audiences all over the world. It is impossible to say yay me out loud and not feel a little bit better about yeah. yourself. Have a smile. That's right. I read a great quote. And I wish I knew who said it so I could attribute it to them. But uh, it went something along like this that, for instance, a person of my age, I have more yesterdays than I have tomorrows. <laughs> and if you're 18, you have more tomorrows yeah. than you have yesterdays. And I think that's a great way of looking at life now because I've got very few tomorrows left in the big picture of things. So make the most of those tomorrows. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a great quote. Today's the best day. Today's the best day. My pleasure, as always. You look after yourself. We'll talk the same time, same place next time. Have a great day. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.